Hey everyone, you're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy. We're chatting about how to get the most out of life and covering a ton of interesting topics. So there's sure to be something for just about everyone. Let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench Podcast. I'm your host Jeff. And I'm Amy and this is part two of How Not to Get Murdered. That's right. If part one didn't stop you from getting murdered, hopefully part two does. Well, yes. And I guess if part one didn't work, then you're not around to listen to part two. So That's right. So, sorry about that. Uh, No, (laughs) that got off to a morbid start, but (laughs) pretty sure to check out part one because I did a lot of research on different tips just to keep yourself safe. And we focus more on walking and driving, that type of thing. So listen back. I'm sure you'll learn something that you hadn't really thought of before. I know I learned a lot. And we're going to cover a few other areas in this episode. But I want to start off with the quote for this episode, which is actually a proverb. A proverb. (laughs) It's actually a proverb. And the proverb is, better a thousand times careful than once dead. Uh, That makes sense. Yeah, it's true. You know, all those times you're careful, you never really know how many times it panned out, how many times it saved your skin of your teeth. You know what I mean? Yes, you're right. A lot of times you think you're being overly cautious, but you really don't know what the alternative could have been. That's right. And thank goodness for that. But yeah, it never hurts to be cautious. You never regret being extra safe, but uh, you could certainly regret when you don't take the extra steps to keep yourself uh, out of harm's way. So one of the things I wanted to start off with was just to get yourself acquainted with any emergency features your phone may have. A lot of newer phones now have different ways that you can activate an emergency call in short time frame, whether it's shaking the phone, uh, doing, you know, a combination of buttons, something that is just a little bit faster than opening up or unlocking your phone and, and making that call to 911. So get acquainted with the emergency features on your phone if they are available to you. There's ways to use the emergency features on your phone without even having the internet, which blows my mind. Well, yes, (laughs) that's true. So there you go. I don't really know what you mean by that. (laughs) Uh, Neither do I really, because you don't need the internet to make phone calls, do you? (laughs) No. Yeah. Do you mean... Oh, wait, without without a a phone, like you have a phone that's not even connected to... uh, like a telephone company, and you can still call 911 on it. Is that what I meant? I think that's what I meant. I can have you do no that? idea. I think you can do that. <laughs> I'll have to look into it and get back to you, loyal listeners. Thank you so much for putting up with me. Oh, no, it's great. Thanks for starting out with that great piece of information. <laughs> that's not even really information. It's more like maybe kind of information. Anyway. I want to go back a little bit to the discussion around being a pedestrian and and if you are approached. One of the important things to consider is to have good footwear on. If you're on a regular route, I know walking to and from work, I change into comfortable footwear. It will allow me to make a quick exit or really just run away if I'm approached by somebody, approached by a potential attacker. Yes. So even though I'm wearing dressier shoes at work, having sneakers on or hiking shoes allows not only for comfort during the walk but allows for a quicker getaway so i'm certain that when people are looking to who is a potential victim that's one thing they may pick up on those real housewives with their high heels they'd be they are toast they'd be be easy pickings man (laughs) they can't even make it on gravel driveways so (laughs) they can't i know yeah, they would be uh, we wouldn't have to watch the show anymore, though. <laughs> anyway. And if you are feeling threatened, running away is the best 
rule of thumb is to just make a a bolt for it because a lot of times people are looking for an easy victim rather than very um, important to scream while you're running as well yes you don't just like silently run away you sound like a director in a horror movie I know, film like alfred hitchcock well you know what you yell can be important too a lot of times people will just yell help yeah you know that's the default but that can actually deter other people from coming around they may not want to get involved yeah they you know they may not want to get involved with even just having to talk to the police after the fact being a witness filling out a report or they may not want to put themselves in harm's way it's often suggested to yell something such as back off yeah uh, which gives the message that you are able to defend yourself That's if you need point. to I never really thought of but it also draws attention to the situation or even yelling fire can let people know that there's something that that's happening for them to make a call to 911. So those are just some some things to think about rather than to yell help because help doesn't always draw assistance. And don't just yell ah or anything like that. Just <laughs> that you'll get great... people's attention. But, was... Have yeah. you acted in in horror films before? Because that was quite realistic. No, I haven't, but I probably should. It was more like you were going down a water slide or something. Yeah, that's true. It was. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about. Once you are sort of escaping an attacker, or if you're in different scenarios, how do you hide? Because we're not always Mm. out in the open. You know, we're not always outside. Sometimes we're in our home or in a workplace. And what's the appropriate way to hide from an attacker when you're in that type of situation? So within your home, it's a good idea to think about the safest hiding location that you have in your own house. Is there a room that would be more safe than another? And locate that room know know it ahead of time and know that that would be where you would retreat to if you were not able to escape from the home itself yeah and some things to consider when you're identifying a safe room is to have more than one exit so if you're if you're going into a room if there is a window that you can exit out of mm-hmm. i mean that's always a great option we actually have an escape ladder in our home which is primarily used in case of fire but in in, in but all it honesty, can... it has never been used. Because, well, no, or else our house probably wouldn't exist. I know. Is it a one-time <laughs> use thing? I think it is, isn't it? Well, I guess if, it depends on how bad the fire is, because it'll probably take out the ladder if I don't really know. Isn't it hard to roll up? I can't imagine, like, the house is burning down and you're yelling at the firefighters, could you save that ladder? Save the ladder. I might need it for the next house. (laughs) (laughs) But in all seriousness, we got our ladder at a local hardware store, and it could be used for escaping from your home for multiple scenarios, whether it's for fire or for an intruder. And really what it does is it just attaches to the frame of any window. I should really figure out where that ladder is. I can tell you exactly in where case it's kept. We need to use it. But I'm not going to tell you in the middle of this podcast. Okay. And then everybody will know where we keep our ladder. And they'll come for our ladder? Is they'll that what come you're for thinking? the ladder. So, in, in, in thinking of what room you're in, also think about how you can maybe be able to barricade the door. Ideally, you want a, a door that opens outward so that it's not as easily kicked in. And if it has a. <laughs> you're thinking of that show, aren't you? What show? <laughs> when the guy tries to, to insist that the door is a pull oh, instead yeah. of a push. Oh, man. The, What's the uh, name of the show? You never remember the name of the show. I never do. And I want our listeners to know it because it's, well, season I one was good. I think you should leave. I think you should leave on Netflix. Tim Robinson. It's not on Netflix? Game. Yes, on Netflix. It's kind the of a, a strange, strange sense of humor. So don't judge us if you don't like it. We or judge do, us. I don't care. Yeah, we should do a, we should do a show just on that show. Right. Well, it's, it's, well if it's, you, it's good, but it's not super. 
Season yeah. two is not uh, not as not as great. I didn't think so. But what if it's you? It's just it's very sure. strange humor. But if you watch the very first episode, I think it's the very first episode, very first, first scene, you'll know exactly what first... we mean about the door. Yeah. So think about a door that opens outward, has a robust lock. If you have that, if you have furniture in your room, think about how you could arrange it to easily barricade the door and do the same thing in your workplace. If you're in an office building, unfortunately, active shooters have become more commonplace and it's always good to be prepared in the workplace. Always got to be prepared for sure. I mean, you can never be prepared for every single situation, but you can try. Well, I mean, I often think, maybe I'm the only one who does this, but I often think of when I'm in any new space and I'm there routinely, I often think of the safest place I would go. Even if I'm in a room, I think about where I would go to avoid being shot at if somebody were shooting through the door. Do you not think of these things? I don't think of those things, no. No? Whether it's better to lay flat on the floor or if there's a corner that you can get up into. You're creating your whole movie in your head. I know. Well, these are just things to think about. If you have an office, if you have, you know, with a closing door, how would you barricade that door? Your own Reader's Digest story. (laughs) Well, I know it sounds, you know, again, it sounds horrible and, and maybe overly cautious but i think it's a good thing to think about this is a podcast about how not to get murdered so these are the things we need to talk about it is and you know there's some very serious tips in it but we also like to try to keep things a little bit light for entertainment's sake yeah if you are hiding it's a good idea to obscure your location so just be sure to turn off any lights that may be on if you have a computer monitor that's you know casting light or your cell phone screen. Just you be aware of a hard of time things. running around doing that as you're being chased to be murdered, though. Well, I just around. mean if you happen to be already in a room. Already in a room? Right. So say, for instance, you were in a larger building and you knew there was an active shooter. It might make oh, sense. Oh, if you the, already knew something was happening. Okay, and you knew wherever yeah. you were hiding. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I don't expect you to. Expect, there's an intruder I, in the house was, and you're just running around see, turning off lamps. See the see the movies I'm making in my head? They're more comedic. This is when I have to turn away from the mic. <laughs> so I don't... <laughs> no, uh, it would be more if you're already if hiding you're, in a room. If and you know that there's an active You know that somebody could be approaching. Right. Right. Gotcha. So you should also try to call the authorities using your cell phone as soon as possible. You know, calling you don't even 9- need the internet for that. No. <laughs> no, apparently not. No, but calling 911 as soon as possible so that help can get en route. But if you're not able to do so without somebody overhearing your voice, there are places where you can text 911. So be aware whether you're able to do that in your location, wherever you're listening to our podcast from. But if you're not able to call and you're not able to text 911, text some people you know. Yeah. Send it to more than one person in case the person isn't near their phone checking it quickly. And provide the information that 911 will need. They'll likely need to know how many people there are, how many attackers there are, what type of weapons are involved. Any information you can provide that would be helpful. Of course, the location is, is key and and what the situation may be. So make use of texting and you know keep your phone muted and you know, not on vibrate because even the vibrating phone is loud. You ever notice mm. how, yes, mm. there can... they are. Here comes the killer. <laughs> anyway, it's true though. A yeah. vibrating phone can be loud and you know, in a worst case scenario, and this is a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit more of a serious tone than what we've been uh, letting on so far. But if there are casualties and uh, you don't have a place to hide, you can hide in plain sight. I mean, there are people who, have been in that situation where they simply laid down on the floor and uh, pretended that they had already been hit. hit. Or whatever, yeah, that's true. 
And if you do do that, do that face down. It's much easier to hide any facial movements, breathing, if you are on your stomach. So, try your best not to sneeze or anything like that, for sure. Well, yes. Oh, well, just Good really, point, Jeff. Yeah, like, I don't know how you even, like, I don't go normally out of your way cautiously, to not sneeze. I don't normally plan my sneezing. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen, and then you're found out just like that. You never see that in movies, do you? No. Achoo! There they are. No, Never, no, you're right, Jeff. You <clears throat> yeah, don't. You don't. The killers should just run around with dust. Yes. And just wait to see where the sneezes come from. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I that's not something I would have thought of. I've thought about laying down, and that's a good way to, you know, to hide. But I wouldn't have thought to lay face down. No. I think intuitively you'd think you'd want to lay face up to see what's happening, what's going on. But it's certainly more difficult to... Hide, like I said, hide your breathing and facial expressions if you're face up. Yeah. If you are able to make the phone call from a safe location, make sure that you stay on the line with the operator as long as possible. They'll likely want you to stay on until the police arrive. And again, provide them as much detail as you can. And when the police do arrive, make sure that you keep your own hands in sight or understand that those coming on scene in that capacity We'll have no idea who is the threat versus who is the victim. So keep yourself safe by, you know, having your hands visible and displaying that you don't have a weapon. I know it's hard to do in the moment because you're so full of adrenaline, but it would probably be a good idea to consciously, you know, pay attention to what the person looked like, what they were wearing. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's some people who are really, some people are really great at doing that. Yeah, I'm not. No, I mean, I'm I think if you're if you're in the situation, you may think to do it at that time. I think often if you're asked after the fact, yeah. like if someone said, do you remember passing a person on a sidewalk at 3 p.m. last Tuesday? You know, not so much, but I think you're a little more tuned in when you're actually in the situation. You may pay attention to more of those details, but it's a great point to be mm-hmm. mindful of that. We always talk about mindfulness. Well, that's the time to be mindful. That's the time. Present, figure out, uh, you know. Gives you something to focus on too, except for your fear. That, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's also a great point. You know, take, pay I attention my to as, as many details as possible that may be helpful after the fact. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about the definition for this episode. I had a hard time with definitions and quotes for how not to get murdered. Normally with our life improvement episodes, they're a lot easier to come by because, uh, you know, there's a lot of positivity quotes and inspirational quotes. Not so much around murder. Hard to make this one light, I got to say. Although we're doing all right. I, I mean, know. You know, let us let us like be clear, though. We, we take this topic quite seriously. I mean, it's very good to be safe. But, you know, for entertainment purposes, we've uh, lightened it up a bit. That's right. Yes, exactly. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Lots of good points tonight, Jeff. Thanks. A lot of really crappy ones, though, too. But that's <laughs> We're going to okay. focus on the positive. That's okay, all right. Definition for this episode is extirpate. Extirpate? Extirpate. I always quiz Jeff on these beforehand to make sure that they're not just words I don't know and that the rest of the world knows, but neither he nor I knew what extirpate is. And to extirpate is to destroy completely 
or wipe out. <laughs> you sound so happy about it. To destroy <laughs> completely. <laughs> well, in a biological sense, it can mean to pull out by the root. Like you can extirpate the weeds from your flower garden. Yes. Or you can cut something out during surgery. You yes. can extirpate it. Those are two examples of how to use that word. But uh, yeah, add that one to your vocabulary. We always like to have a definition in every episode. It's something new that we added when we hit episode 100. It's rather unfortunate, though, how that word works with murder. I know. I actually looked for synonyms of murder in my search for (laughs) words that I did not know. Here we are laughing about murder. I know, I know. Well, I think we we think about, you know, Alfred Hitchcock and Stephen King. And I mean, there are a lot of people who get entertainment out of horror movies and well didn't you tell me that uh, true crime uh, podcasts are very popular oh yeah they are so popular so there's an appetite for that kind of stuff there there is people are obsessed with you know the real life crime serial killers i I have to admit i am as well i i not necessarily uh i just like the interrogations i like the interrogations of people and how and how they lie and how they try to weasel their way out of not taking responsibility for what they've done i just find it fascinating the way that uh the authorities the fbi usually uh use these tactics and there's certain you know, YouTube videos, podcasts or whatever, where they actually tell you what the name of the tactics are. And I find that, I don't know why I just, I just, I could watch that stuff. Well, and you're not the only one. I mean, there are, you know, docu-series based on, on true crimes. And I guess I love to see the undoing of bad people. That's what it is. I think that's what it is. Kind of like Dexter in a way. Although no, not Dexter. What? (laughs) Well, Dex- you mean you like to kill people? De- Extirpate Dexter people like Dexter like, does? Well, I don't know. Anyway, forget it. That was an interesting show, wasn't it, It Dexter? was an interesting show, yeah. Good we went there. So, if, uh, you know, I, I did mention a rape whistle or an alarm is a great thing to carry. In your house, it's great to have your key fob handy. Mm-hmm. So, whether you're walking through a parking lot and being approached and you're near your vehicle, you can hit the panic alarm on your key fob and having the alarm go off on your car would be enough to make anybody scurry away if they were, if they were approaching and planning an attack, but it also works in your home. So I would say, you know, having your key fob handy, if you don't have a home alarm system that you can activate and, or hasn't already been activated, you can hit the panic alarm on your car in your driveway and that'll draw attention to your home. It'll certainly alert the neighbors. And if nothing else, they'll get annoyed enough probably to call the police. Mm -hmm. But again, if there's somebody trying to break into your home and they hear that going off, then they're probably going to, uh, make haste. Yes. Make haste. Make haste. What a great saying that is. I know. Where does that even originate? Maybe that's something that we can put in our Instagram or something. Make haste. (laughs) If you do need to engage in uh, an attack, if you are at the point where you've actually been been grabbed, it's important to use the strongest parts of your body to defend yourself. Elbow. Elbows, head, and knees. Knees. Right? Those those large joints are uh, really effective in terms of giving Although I'd rather want to elbow wound and a head wound you know <laughs> well i've seen people do the you know do a headbutt if they're grabbed from behind do a yeah. headbutt to you know uh i mentioned in the first episode if you're uh, happen to have heels or just 
big work boots or, yep. or whatever and able to give a good stomp on a foot that can cause a lot of damage of course uh, a kick or a knee to the groin if you're if you're grabbed and you're in that position it's important not to step in closer to create the attack but think about what you can use in your vicinity if you're down on the ground and you can grab a fistful of dirt to throw into the eyes to you know to temporarily blind somebody if you have a pen or a pencil um it doesn't matter which yeah <laughs> ink or lead be a pen or a pencil you can still drive it into somebody's eye could and you do it with a sharpie <laughs> you could do it with a sharpie Okay, the sharp end of the Sharpie. What I'm getting at here, though, is yeah. you can use, use everyday anything. objects. Use yeah, anything. And, and, and don't Throw a be, table at them. And don't hesitate. You know, that's the thing. If you don't use full force, it uh, won't be as effective and may not be effective at all. So don't hesitate. Make the strike. And again, life or death situation. If somebody's attacking you, that's what they get. They get a pencil in the eye. The, or a pen. Or a pen. Right. Or Sharpie. Get ink poison. The Sharpie might be a little trickier. I'm yeah. not 100% sure. But, it, you know, when we talk about, uh, you know, the eyes are definitely a vulnerable point when, when you are being attacked. And I want to talk about just having a good weapon available within your home. Yes. And I'm not advocating here for guns. I'm, no. And, I mean, there are people who have firearms, but there are rules around firearms and how they need to be kept secured. Yeah. But having a weapon in your room, whether it's a baseball bat or another blunt object. Maybe it's a crowbar. Baseball I don't know. Baseball bat with nails in it. Well, that's pretty sinister, isn't it? Hey, listen. Got to protect the family. You're going to go down to the art hole and come up with some, yeah. you know, medieval weapon that we can stash in the room. That's right. <laughs> for when, for when some come, comes up to get us. I think a baseball bat's probably your best bet. Mm-hmm. Although I think a, a baseball bat could easily be, you could be easily be disarmed from it. Like, they could easily take it away from you. But it's better than nothing. Better than nothing. It's better than a lamp. Yes, which would be what most people would have in their bedroom. Yes. (laughs) That's their biggest weapon. Side table or something, you know, or whatever, a book. So I'm going to say, uh, you know, and I'll give this takeaway a little bit early in this episode. Every night when you go to sleep, you should have at least two things on your bedside table. A cell phone to make sure you can make a quick call in an emergency. And your car keys with your key fob and a bat well you don't have to put the bat on your nightside no nightstand just put it right next to you in bed just have it (laughs) sleep with your bat every (laughs) night i know we're giving away all our secrets but you know what i'm hoping this is sending the message if you're thinking of intruding on us we have booby traps and alarm systems and it's not even worth trying right we're fully prepared yes and there's the ladder right so we can escape at any point. Now, you talked about being locked in a camper last episode. Have you ever had any other times when you were worried for your life? Worried, worried for my life. Worried about an attack? Uh, no, there was one time I was walking to my buddy Curtis's place. And he lived uh, uptown here in St. John. And uh, for some reason, like I, I just, I had come from the liquor store and I had a six pack. And someone chased me. I think they wanted my beer. And I just got into the house. Like they ran right up the stairs, right to the door. And I literally got the door shut. With I was holding my beer. The beer box like ripped as well as I was running. So I was cradling it like a baby. And I got in and I closed the door. <laughs> You're and like, it I'm was not scary. Cr- 
I'm not parting with the beer. And he'd never said a word. He never said, give me your beer or anything like that. It was just, he just chased me. And it's so strange you use that as an example because I was walking home with a bottle or a case of LaCroix. Oh, yeah. For those of you who don't know, it's just, a, it's a non alcoholic carbonated beverage that is lightly flavored. It's delicious. <laughs> and, but it looks like a little bit like an eight pack of beer. Yeah. And whenever I'm walking home with it, I, I see people eyeing me. Like it, they're. I had the same feeling. Like they're going to come up and steal my Lacroix. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, they would be like. I can't believe so I didn't just drop the beer and run. Like the guy was like two times as big as me. But can you imagine if it, was it bottles? Yeah. It was can you imagine a, they a, just like smash on the sidewalk years. and the guy's like, "You dropped a twenty dollar bill." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you just like destroy all the beer and run into the house. Um, uh, but let me think. Like, no, not any other time. Uh, well, I actually had lucky. a co a coworker that I worked with in a, in a previous life, and they had their their door kicked in. Oh yeah. Which is really scary. Didn't we have we had somebody banging on our door one time and i was yelling at them well yeah so they're just not this they actually had somebody make it make an entrance into their home they they mis, mistook their home for another uh, location it seemed to be you know sort of a, a drug scenario somebody owed right. somebody else money and they mistook the address and kicked their door in and my coworker and their family huddled upstairs and luckily, the police uh, came on site, and, and the Quickly. intruders ran outside. They didn't uh, catch ran them? Out back, one or two of them. Uh, I don't know if they were eventually caught no. or not. I don't think they were caught that night. But mm. they, I, I remember them posting photos on Facebook of the boot marks on their door. And I mean, that, that's definitely something that can happen. Even with a deadbolt door, somebody can, can boot it in. If they have oh, enough yeah. uh, will, they'll find a way. So yeah. uh, again, they had, they had a place where they all hid together. Now, if you're in a large group out in a public scenario, it's not, you know, with a group of friends, it's not good to huddle together, you know, even as much as split you up. want to do that. It's better. Absolutely. It's better to split up. Um, I know they say in horror movies, you should never do that. But but in a in another situation, it does make sense because otherwise it's it's you can all become casualties very quickly. Whereas if you're split up, at least somebody else. Depends on the situation, to, though, because there are situations where you would have uh, strength in numbers. You know, if there's one person who's attacking and they don't have a firearm or something like that, and they're just, you know, if you have like ten people, you could you could probably overpower that person. Well, yeah, that's a that's a good point too. You know? Another good point, Jeff. Well, I had a few tonight. <laughs> I guess a few good ones, a few bad ones. It's just, I'm my I'm pretty even. Yeah, you know, I I think what I want to leave people with. I mentioned the takeaway of always having your phone and your keys with your key fob. If you have a key fob on your nightstand before you go to sleep, that's a, that's my main takeaway. But the other takeaway is just that you can't predict every scenario that you'll encounter. No, you can't. And what we've given you is just some information to think about. Yeah. Analyze the situation when you're in it. Figure out what the best you know method is. A little is. preparation. The, the biggest thing is don't don't panic and freeze. No. Do, Don't be a know, sitting duck. Do do something. Be be you know be aware. Mm -hmm. Take the steps you can to keep yourself safe to keep others safe. Yeah, everybody should just do what they can to stay safe. It's one crazy world out there that we live in, and it is. I can't believe we're doing a podcast on this. I can't believe we feel like we 
need to do a podcast like this, I should say. Well, I mean, it's it's very off theme from what we would normally do, but what better life improvement tip than how not to get murdered? Yes. All right. So thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>